0: Who do you trust to get at the truth? Tavis Smiley. That's who. The conversation continues right now.
1: This will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning my country tears of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died. Land of the pilgrims' pride. From every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. so let freedom ring from the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi. From every mountainside. Let freedom ring
2: and count- I'm Tavis Smiley. I'm glad to have you tuned in today as we celebrate the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington, the greatest uh, demonstration for freedom and justice in the history of this nation. We're trying to squeeze an 80-pound show into a 40-pound bag. As I said earlier, we've already spoken to uh, Dr. John D'Amelio about one of the uh, pivotal organizers and unsung heroes of the March on Washington, uh, Bayard Rustin. We'll talk next hour Dr. Cornell West. Uh, he and I were together in Mississippi this weekend, and uh, we recorded a conversation there that you must hear in Hour 2 and Hour 3. Clay Carson who later would be tapped by Coretta Scott King to be in charge of the King Papers Project. But as a teenager, he was at the March on Washington. We'll talk to him and we'll talk to Dr. Gretchen Soren about the uncelebrated contributions of the black women who helped to shape this historic gathering six decades ago. A Full show today, celebrating 60 years since the March on Washington. Now, uh, we bring you uh, the person I regard uh, as the greatest moral leader in the country today. He has picked up the mantle of the Poor People's Movement. that Dr. King had to lay down. He is uh, Reverend Benjamin, uh, Reverend Benjamin William, William uh, J. Barber the Second. Dr. Barber, how are you, sir? I'm doing well,
0: and my youngest, son, my, my next to the last son would be glad that you called his name.
2: <laughs> did, 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 did you did did you know uh, the, the the great uh, the great uh, the great Ben Barber? Did you know Ben Barber? Excuse me, I did not. I yeah. did
0: not have a chance to know him. But uh with my son Benjamin yeah. uh is is um is actually interesting that he's in public policy to have wow. that's what he's doing and he's um uh, getting ready to go back and do southern studies and talk about and write some on the third reconstruction and uh, and what we need in this country,
2: so uh, maybe
0: you, your mentioning him might mean he's going to be on your show one
2: day. <laughs> I, I look forward to. As they say, the apple don't fall far from the tree. And if his if his daddy is the Reverend Dr. William J. Barber II, uh, then I suspect uh, he's going to do some great work as his father has done and continues to do. Uh, ben Barber was a great American, and uh, Dr. West and I were talking about him literally just yesterday. and I guess his his name is still in my head. So, uh, 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 but I am clear that I'm talking to my friend William J. Barber II. Um, I don't need to ask you a question. Our time is tight in this half hour. Let me just let me do it this way and I'll let you do what you do what is on your mind today take it away
0: well I want to say something first I have a dream this afternoon that one day right here in Detroit Negroes will be able to buy a house or rent a house Mm -hmm. anywhere that their money will carry them and they will be able to get a job Mm -hmm. the reason I bring that up is because I want folk to know on this day it was not just a day I was born two days later they say That I told my mama, let's hold up with this labor and see what happens at this march and then (laughs) whatnot. (laughs) But but people forget that there was a Chicago, that you had had Birmingham, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And successful in Birmingham, but it was costly because children had dogs sick on them and adults. You had had the death of, of Mega Evers. You had had Rabbi Heschel in June of twenty uh, of nineteen sixty three write Kennedy and say, "Until we do right by the Negro, we forfeit the right to worship God." Mm. And, then, and Mr. President, if you're going to do anything, ask the religious leaders to call this nation to repent, Trenton's confession and change. And then you had a gathering in Chicago. I just read from you in Detroit. The Detroit "I Have a Dream" closing was different than the one. But people need to know 150,000 people gathered in Detroit.
2: That's right. It wasn't
0: just a one kind of thing. Uh, There were 1,500 cities where actions were going on across the country. James Former was in jail. There were two people in jail, two young folk in jail in South Carolina, facing the death penalty for sitting down at the lunch counter. Mm. Uh, This was a mass protest movement. It was not a fellowship gathering. It had an intensity to it. You know, originally, Bayard Rustin wanted three days of protest mm-hmm. leading into the mass gathering, and and, and, and and Dr. King was actually told, "Don't you, don't don't bring that I Have a Dream" piece to uh, to DC, uh, uh, and, and and there was concern, you know, about um, uh, criticizing the Kennedy administration. You know, John Lewis actually said in his speech. Even though we are here today, thousands of our brothers and sisters, white and black sharecroppers and former slaves, are not benefiting from the current bill in its in its consideration, and we must demand more mm-hmm. and So when I sit here today, I think about people who risked their lives. you know, the national guard was on 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 standby outside of the city that's right because it was concerned about what was going to happen. People were there. If you look at those pictures, nobody was looking around and jiving and joking and, hey, glad to see you. There's an intensity in their eyes. There's an intensity in the applause. Um, And they know that this is a gathering of the movement in D.C. for mass protests with an agenda, because it was for jobs and freedom. Mm -hmm. And Martin's original title was Norma Said Never Again. That was actually the title of the speech, which is why he was really uh, uh, challenging in America when he started out, but 100 years later, the Negro is not free. He was really saying, if you unpack that, I thought we did this 100 years ago. Yes, 100 years ago, we did the Emancipation Proclamation. And then 90-some years ago, we did a, 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 a 15th Amendment, a 13th Amendment, a 14th Amendment. What is wrong with you, America, that you keep making black people and brown people and other people and, and, and have to constantly come back and fight for what you've already promised? Mm-hmm. Why do you keep saying this check is more insufficient? And then lastly, times what I'm thinking about today, and, I, and I'm really concerned today about how we approach mass protesting, and, and what we do and and, and make and, and and whether or not that if we're going to remember that we don't change the remember, like we don't create some alternative history, you know the first agenda item on that day because it was for jobs and freedom it was diverse it wasn't just black and the first agenda item was raise the minimum wage settlement wage by seventy five percent and index it with inflation, which meant it would have gone up to two dollars an hour, which by the way, if America it, they did raise it to one seventy five, which is a, which is something that but if it had happened and indexed it, the minimum wage today would be about sixteen dollars an hour. Mm. The second item on the agenda was we want a massive federal program to train and place all Unemployment, unemployed workers, black and white, on meaningful jobs at living wages. Three, we want to broaden the Fair Labor Standards Act to include all areas of employment. And watch this, uh, uh, Travis. when Bayard Rustin, he laid out the agenda that day. This, 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 your gay brother who was, was serious and an organizer. He talked to King about doing jazz, you know, in the, you know mixing, you know, black theology and the black church with Dondiism and all these things. But he read that agenda before anything happened. He made clear, this is why we are here. And he then said, and we want all of it in one bill. In their mind, the Civil Rights Act would have included all of this.
2: Hold that thought, hold that thought <laughs> one, one, uh, uh, Dr. Barber, hold that thought one second. Uh, I want to return in just a moment to uh, uh, Byrd Rustin reading that agenda before anything got started. This is a history class, right, in 30 minutes. Uh, now you know that the speech was actually called Normalcy Never Again. It got dubbed the I Have a Dream speech, but that's not what it was supposed to be called. We'll talk about that as well when we come forward with uh, Reverend Dr. Benjamin J. Barber II on Tavis Smile.
0: For all the freedom-loving folk... This is Tavis Smiley. I
3: feel like freedom.
0: Smart talk for curious people just like you. Just like you. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Smiley. Smiley.
3: We must have legislation that will protect the Mississippi Shaffer, who is put off his form because he died and registered to vote. We need a bill that will provide for the homeless and starving people of this nation. We need a bill that will ensure the equality of a maid who earns $5 a week in a home of a family whose total income is $100,000 a year. We must have a good FEPC bill. My friends, let us not forget that we are involved in a serious social revolution. by and large, American politics is dominated by politicians who build their career on immoral compromises and allow themselves an open form of political, economic, and social exploitation. (laughs) There are sections, of course. We salute those. But what political leader can stand up and say, my party is a party of principles? For the party of Kennedy is also the party of Islam.
2: Dr. Barber, there you hear hear some of that John Lewis speech you referenced earlier. You heard him say the party of Kennedy is also the party of Easton. John Easton was no real friend to black folks. Here you have John Lewis at the microphone criticizing the Kennedy administration. You teed that up earlier. I wanted to play some of that clip for those who had not heard that.
0: Uh, That's right, Uh, uh, Tavis. You had Bayard Rustin read this agenda and said, this is what we want. Before we talk, we want you to be clear. There's not a picnic. It's a protest. It's a mass protest. We want these bills. We demand them. And we, and we really want an omnibus bill. We don't want them compromise." Then John Lewis comes along and says, listen, we both parties were pushing you. It wasn't a one party. Because in both parties, you have either people who are adamantly against us, or you have people who are the moderates, as Dr. King said, who are more interested in getting along than they are in justice. And and, and he said those are the worst enemies of the civil rights movement. You know, you, if you're going to have a remembrance or do anything, you have to stay in line with the agenda. It wasn't about one issue. It wasn't about one person. Even Dr. King said, make no mistake, this is not just a, a period of cooling off. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. And, and interesting, Travis how he ended his speech now i'm gonna say something it might make some folk a little hot but it will be all right <laughs> it's interesting he didn't ever say come back to dc mm-hmm. he said go back to alabama mm-hmm. go back to mississippi mm. go back and build from the state up. go back and challenge the issues go back and fight and i think in saying that what he was saying was if we come back we need to come back with more intensity. That's why in 68, he said, we're coming back, but we're going to stay. And there is a place to come back to DC. But if you don't come back with an agenda, if you don't come back with the criticism of both parties that have not, that where they, that they, I mean, an analysis where they succeeded and where they failed. If you don't come back and say some things are non-negotiable, then what can happen is you're just back. Mm -hmm. Right. But you're not back in this tradition. This was a mass movement protest. It was not a day. Yeah. And so, if you think about, if you think about it real quickly, Tavis, where we are uh, in terms of today, sixty years later. Now, you referenced earlier, we, it wouldn't have been a sixty-five voting rights act and a sixty-four. Of uh, um, um, civil rights, yeah, mm-hmm. but we also have to recognize both of those were limited. They were they were tampered down, tapered down. True. They were compromised, and they were not made permanent. Right then, we got the '68 King died. We got the Fair Housing Act True. And True. murdered, and so we celebrate all of that. But sixty years later. Hold, Hobbes is still the fourth, leading cause of death, the fourth leading cause of death in this country. Hiding from like, the... Hold,
2: hold that butt uh, uh, hold that, hold that but one second, um, and I hear your point about 60 years later. <clears throat> I want to allow you to finish that and then tell us where we go from here. Uh let you address that Kingian question. Uh, the he I'm talking to is Reverend Dr. William J. Barber II, who you're listening to right now on Tavis Smiley. From the Mert Park with love, this, this is Tavis Smiley. Hey! Let's get back to more of Tavis Smiley right now. I got about four minutes left, uh, Dr. Barber. I'll let you have every minute of it. Uh, to Finish your, your, that run you were on about where we are 60 years later and answer that ultimate question, that Kenyan question where do we go from here?
0: Well, you know, you got to know where you are to know where you're going. One of my concerns about even the gathering that was just got yesterday is, is the impact that people really didn't get the mic. And there wasn't that day at Rust and Peace really laying out where we are on the critical issues and you heard it in different people speaking, but there are these five interlocking injustices, systemic racism, systemic poverty, ecological devastation, denial of health care, the war economy, the false moral narrative of religious nationalism. In our day, just like King said, you had to address racism, militarism and poverty in his day. Those five interlocking injustices must be addressed simultaneously. That's number one. We have to go there. Number two, it has to be the full breadth of the community and diversity. Number three, we can't get distracted by the culture wars. You know, a governor like DeSantis will go after a black history course and a lot of people want to get on him about that, and we should, but, you should, but this man also blocked living wages. Mm-hmm. This man also blocked health care, and people died because of it. We have to make sure that we stay, keep our eyes on the prize. Fourthly, uh, Tavis, in this space, I've read those numbers, fourth leading cause of death is poverty, uh, million people in poverty and low wealth, uh, 87 million people without health care, uh, 4 million people that get up every day and can buy unleaded gas or can't buy unleaded water. Um, 350,000 people died during COVID, not because of COVID, because they didn't have health care. Poor people died three to five times higher during COVID because sixty-eight percent of the money that we spent for COVID went toward corporations and businesses and not to the people. And the way we delivered services, it was not the virus, it was the way we delivered services. So, yes, we have to challenge the extremists in the Democrat, uh, uh, Republican Party. We also have to say to Democrats, you had both houses in the presidency, and you did not restore voting rights, and voting rights have been gutted uh, now for, 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 for since 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've not raised the minimum wage for nine years. So, yes, we can celebrate some of the things you've done, but you, if you're going to talk about you support Dr. King, mm-hmm. you can't say that, or the March on Washington, and you didn't do living wages and health care and voting rights as a minimum. So what we're saying is we got to go back. Yep. So the Poor People Campaign we have to have mass gatherings on these issues at state capitol. We're going to do it in February, 30 of them simultaneously demanding five or five basic things have to happen if you have power, living wages, child tax credit, health care, and restoration of the Voting Rights Act. And then in next June 15th, we're going to have a massive poor people's low-wage workers assembly, mall march on Washington and to the polls, led by poor and low-wealth people, demanding basic things. Well, and then the thirdly, we're going to set a goal to touch at least 15 million poor and low wealth voters who have not voted. But when you check their records and they did vote, they tended to vote progressive. But we don't even call their names or talk yeah. to them. Movement time. And go it, back.
2: Go it, back. It, it is movement time. I love that phrase. Go back. King didn't King didn't say come back. King said go back. And that's why I love the Reverend Dr. Benjamin J. Barber, the second now retired. Uh, from pastor of Greenleaf Christian Church down in North Carolina. He is uh, now at Yale, uh, continuing his work in witness. Uh, Dr. Barbara I love you. We'll talk soon, my friend. All the best to you. Thank you so much.
0: Blessings to you.